0: Fort Hood, Fort Hood, Fort Hood. Why are you making me come back to your shitty little base in the desert? What's up, everybody? I'm Athena, your host, and you're listening to Vanished in the Valley. And today, like you just heard, we are going back to Fort Hood because they can't seem to get their shit together, and now there's another missing soldier. How surprising! And I guess in the last couple of months, we've had some child sex trafficking that soldiers have been arrested for. We had another soldier die of quote-unquote training accident, but no cause of death has been released. So, we got a few things to cover today. Uh, Mostly, I'm going to be talking about the missing soldier. I don't know if you guys have heard about him, but his name is Elder Fernandez, and he's a nuclear specialist. And so let's just like kind of start at the beginning. Family actually was the one that reported him missing. He was last seen Monday, August 17th, and his family reported him missing on Wednesday the 20th. So the U.S. Army and Kylene Police Department are looking for him. He is a sergeant, just in case you were wondering. And I don't know if uh, you guys heard anything about this story, but check this out. Right before he went missing, he was the victim in some sort of sexual harassment situation going on at Ford Hood. So what I can find out about the abusive sexual harassment situation is apparently he was in a supply room and another soldier either bullied him, hazed him, or was overtly abusive sexually to him. It sounds like a bunch of assholes just bullying the guy. And I guess he got super depressed about it. Now, what does this remind you guys of? Is, is this Vanessa Guillen part two going on here? A soldier is being sexually harassed and they just fucking up and vanish. The last place he was seen was, I guess, being picked up by his uh, staff sergeant. And supposedly the staff sergeant drove Fernandez back to his apartment and let him out. But, check this out. Witnesses are saying that they never saw anyone get out of the staff sergeant's car. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm sure CID is investigating the soldier, the staff sergeant, or whatever. But, yeah, there's all kinds of shit, rumors to get through, and, uh, we're gonna do all that right now. So, sit back and get ready to go back into the fuckery of Fort Hood. Sergeant Elder Fernandez is described by Fort Hood. As being 5'4", 135 pounds, and last seen wearing Black Army PT shorts, T-shirt, and red shoes. So, if you happen to know anything about Sergeant Elder Fernandez, let me give you some numbers real quick. You can contact Fort Hood Military Police at area code 254-288-1170, or... You can call US Army CID at 254-287-2722, or you can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com, or go to the Instagram or Facebook and contact me there if you have any information for me. Uh, last time on the Vanessa Guillan case, all the listeners came through with some amazing tips, so we'll see what happens this time, but... Let's, uh, kind of go to the beginning of all the madness with Elder Fernandez. Isabel Fernandez, who is the aunt of Elder Fernandez, says the family got a call Friday from the army saying that, uh, Elder had not checked into work. He was kind of MIA at that point. So the family calls him on this Friday and they say that they spoke to him. And that he was being treated at the medical center, Darnell, for mental health issues. His aunt goes on to say that his mother spoke to him Sunday and Fernandez promised to call her again on Monday. So Monday comes and goes and there isn't a call. He's not answering the calls. He's not sending out when he calls. Nothing. They're just total radio silence. Tuesday comes and there's still no word from Elder. And that's when his mother ends up flying down there. And to this point, nobody's heard from him. And according to Fort Hood, they have searched the entire division area, including motor poles, parking lots, headquarter buildings. The unit is in contact with soldiers, family, and the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Division and civilian law enforcement agencies. They are saying that they do not suspect foul play in the disappearance of Sergeant Fernandez. And that's coming from the 1st Calvary Division. And they said that on Twitter. I had no idea the Army fucking released statements like that. But apparently the Army's on Twitter. So EquiSearch is there searching and uh, his whole unit is kind of involved in this search. Now they're saying they don't suspect foul play. Because some soldiers have reported that he left voluntarily. But there's all kinds of conflicting statements right now. His uh, staff sergeant says he picked him up from the Darnell Medical Center and brought him to his house that is in Kyleen. But check this out. The roommate says he never made it inside the house. The neighbors say that the car just pulled up. Nobody actually got out. So... I don't know. It seems like if you're a staff sergeant and you go pick up one of your soldiers that's having mental health problems, are you just gonna let him get out of the car and just like walk out? You're not gonna walk him to the door and make sure another person takes charge of this guy that's having mental health issues. You're just be like, get out of the car, motherfucker. See you later. No, I don't. I just I don't think that's how that works. And if that is what happened. Staff sergeant needs to get in trouble. I'm just saying because, uh, you homeboy got lost on your watch, buddy. I know that's kind of fucked up and kind of like a, a guilt trip. But, I mean, come on. You don't just, like, kick some dude out of the car that's having mental health issues. You put him into the hands of another human. So, that's where we're at with him. But, apparently, it's come out that he was... I guess the victim, and I'm going to quote this, abusive sexual contact. Lieutenant Colonel Chris Brodigam, a 1st Calvary Division Public Affairs officer, made a statement saying there is an open investigation of abusive sexual contact involving Sergeant Elder Fernandez, and it's confirmed that Fernandez was the victim in the investigation. The unit's sexual assault response coordinator has been working closely with Sergeant Fernandez ensuring he was aware of all of his reporting care and victim advocacy options the unit also transferred him to a different unit so i I don't know i mean he got transferred out of the unit where the problem was but there is this little thing called code red in the army and problems sometimes take care of themselves and people disappear did somebody code red fernandez because he's like a little guy. He's 5'4 and 133 pounds. I don't think it would be very hard to, you know, get rid of this guy if somebody was like, I don't want an abusive sexual assault report on my record. We can make this go away like that. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things being said about it. And the family is like, come on, Fort Hood, really? 11 soldiers in a year? Like 11 soldiers have gone missing off this base in one year. Why isn't there like... I don't know, Congress needs to be here. Why Everybody keeps talking about defunding Fort Hood. Apparently, as of about almost a month ago, the Army has said they are going to investigate Fort Hood and the command, the command culture. So we'll see what actually happens with that. They have five independent investigators that are going to do this whole investigation on Fort Hood and we'll see what happens. I mean, if there's literally a... Fucking Facebook group called the Fort Hood Fallen. Fort Hood, that's how bad it is. So, I don't know. Elder's missing. He was in the hospital because he was having mental health issues. The army says there's no foul play. But check this out, guys. His car was found on base. And it's like, okay, why is the staff sergeant picking him up and bringing him home? Why didn't he bring him to his car and then follow him home? How is he going to get to work on Monday if his car's on base? But it's like the roommate never saw him. So he never even made it in the house from this supposed car ride from the Staff Sergeant. So that's where we're left. Staff Sergeant is the last person to see him. And we have witnesses saying nobody ever got out of the car. The car pulled up, sat there and then pulled off. So here's looking at you Staff Sergeant, what's up? As more information becomes available on Sergeant Elder Fernandez, I'll definitely keep you guys updated. But that's not all the fuckery we have to talk about today with Fort Hood. I don't know if you guys have kind of been paying attention, but there's been a lot of shit going on in Fort Hood, as per usual. So I was just, I was reading, I don't even remember where it was, but I was uh, looking on the internet, and I see two Fort Hood soldiers among nine arrested in a child sex trafficking sting. Just like, really? Are, are we serious? Um, it, it's just like, come on. They were trying to allegedly pay for sex with underage girls over social media. The military members were an, among nine men arrested in a part of an online child prostitution sting in Kylene, Texas. The police say the overall goal was to locate and arrest subjects who were willing to make overt efforts to pay minors to engage in sexual acts. The suspects contacted officers who they believed were 15 and 16-year-old girls. The police handed out seven felony prostitution charges, two misdemeanor prostitution charges, and they confiscated two guns. Among those arrested were Anthony Xavier Antoine, who's 25, and Timmy Jones Jr., who is 30. They're both stationed at Fort Hood. So, check this out. A 25-year-old and a 30-year-old think it's fucking okay to pay for sex with a 15- and a 16-year-old? How come every time I'm, like, on the internet, some nasty sex ring or sex trafficking or child prostitution shit is going down at Fort Hood? There is a serious sexual abuse problem going on at Fort Hood. And check it out. I get it. It's a huge base with a lot of people, so of course they're going to have high numbers, higher numbers of crimes in other bases, but they have among the highest crime rates for violent crimes, murders, rapes, sexual assaults of any army base in the United States. So, like I keep screaming every time I do a fucking episode about Fort Hood, the army has got a serious problem in the way they are recruiting people because they're fucking recruiting socio and psychopaths. And I get, sometimes it comes with the territory. Young ass people are like, yeah, let's join the army. We'll learn how to kill people, blah, blah, blah. Cause they're just young and it's bravado and all that stupid shit. But they gotta come up with a better way. They have to do better because our soldiers are dying and missing on American soil. And I don't know if you guys have members of your family in the military, but if one of my family members was murdered on an army base, holy shit, it would be like Code Red Athena fucking on a warpath. It would be all bad. So I get it. I get why these families are livid. Vanessa's family's on a warpath. They've met Trump. He offered to actually pay to have her body brought back to her hometown. Apparently, that hasn't even had it happen. The army still has custody of Vanessa's body. So they haven't even had a proper burial for that poor girl yet. But Fort Hood, come on, man. Everybody's looking at you. And it's like, okay, the spotlight's been shining on Fort Hood for a few months now. You think the commanders there would be like doing everything they could to get the shit together so the media fucking takes the spotlight away? But no, it's like the opposite. Shit keeps going down there. I was literally just reading about a a Texas Army National Guard guy. Um, so l- just check this out. A Texas Army National Guard soldier from Mansfield died during a training exercise at Fort Hood. The Texas Army National Guard soldier from Mansfield died during a training exercise, the Texas Military Department announced. Sergeant Bradley Moore, who's 36, was an NCO, With the National Guard, he was conducting land navigation training on Thursday. His cause of death is unclear at this time, though no foul play is suspected. Is that like their tagline they give to everything? No foul play was suspected, although there was four bullet holes to the head. I'm not saying that happened to Bradley, but they just literally like, there seems to be their fucking default. No foul play. No foul play. Please don't look over here. Nothing's going on. Well, everybody is looking over there, Fort Hood. And now the army command is looking over there. I, I read somewhere that the commander of the base, they were actually going to transfer him to Fort Bliss, but that never happened. And apparently he's still in command over at Fort Hood. It's like, what the fuck? Why? It's like a known thing. If you go and you read and you dig and you talk to the right people, They'll tell you that the command culture at Fort Hood is almost elitist. That it's almost abusive. You can find this. I'm not just fucking making this shit up. Hella people that are stationed at Fort Hood have said this. I personally know soldiers stationed at Fort Hood. Hey, what's up, T? You know who you are. But anyway, I I just... I don't know what else to do. It's like every week I can fucking scream from the rooftops about how Fort Hood doesn't care about the soldiers and how the army is allowing this abuse to continue. But nothing's changing. Soldiers keep dying, soldiers keep missing. And I just, uh, I don't know, guys. I don't want to have to be that asshole that starts a petition, but is that what's going to come down to? We have to start a petition to defund this base until they get their shit together and ensure. Americans stopped dying on U.S. soil? Come on. While we're on the subject of the U.S. Army, we're going to revisit a case that I keep screaming about. And I'm going to tell you the whole story again, because nothing's been done. No one's been brought to justice. And I guess uh, there's still a $25,000 reward. So let's start from the beginning. The U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command is offering a reward of $25,000 for credible information leading to the apprehension and conviction of the person or persons responsible for the homicide of Specialist Enrique Roman Martinez from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Partial remains of the 82nd Airborne Division paratrooper were found near Cape Lookout National Seashore on May 29th. The remains washed up on Shackleford Banks Island, part of the Cape Lookout National Seashore, an area where the prevailing tides have unfortunately washed ashore remains in the years past. A positive ID was made using the soldiers' dental records. Specialist Roman Martinez, 21, was last seen May 22nd at a campsite near Mile Marker 46 on South Core Banks, one of the islands that make up Cape Lookout National Seashore. Specialist Ramon Martinez, friends reported him missing on the evening of May 23rd. His phone and his wallet were found at the campsite he was last seen, wearing blue shorts and no shirt. So, anybody with information on this case? Army CID Special Agents at 910 396 8777, the Military Police Desk at 910 396 1179, or contact me, the Valley, gmail.com So, if you want to remain anonymous, that will be honored to the degree allowable under the law and information will be held in the strictest confidence allowable. The payout of cash rewards to military and federal employees for information leading to the conviction of persons involved is contingent upon the accuracy and value of information provided and the actions taken based upon that information. So that's, uh, that kind of says, like, sure, we'll let you remain anonymous unless it doesn't fucking fit with what we need to do. So if you have information and you are afraid to contact them, I will fucking give them the information for you, just like I've offered on past cases. I don't care. I'll fucking talk to them. I'll tell them what you, whatever you need them to know. Because this soldier went camping with other fellow soldiers, disappeared at quote unquote 1203 only to be found a week later dis membered washed up on the beach. How does that happen? I'm just like, I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I gave you guys the 911 call to listen to. So, actually, I think it was last week. So if you want to hear Enrique Ramon Martinez, the 911 call that I think sounds suspicious as fuck, it's either super suspicious or the person and the people that he was camping with have no fucking common sense. I don't know which one it is. You think that if these seven people were involved, that it'd be super hard to keep their story straight. But here we are fucking end of August and their stories have stayed straight. So I don't know what the deal is. Did Enrique leave that place to go pee? Did he leave the campsite at 12.03 to go pee and just happen to run into a fucking maniac homicide, serial killer that then chopped him the fuck up and threw him in the ocean? I mean, holy shit. Talk about some bad luck. I, there's just, there's so many possibilities. I covered the whole case a couple, two, three weeks ago. So if you want all the details on Enrique Ramon Martinez's case, go check that out. But I don't know. I, I just, the whole thing sounds suspicious as fuck to me. And what do you do? You can't, I can't, basically all of the friends that were with him tonight, none of them have been listed. The family has not been able to talk to him. They are holding rallies in California because he's from SoCal and they want answers. Just like Vanessa's family wanted answers. Just like fucking Elder Fernandez's family wants answers. I can keep fucking naming people. I can name people for 20 more episodes of our US military that just goes missing. There are so many. And so many that don't ever ever make the news or podcasts like mine. So I don't know, guys, what do we do? How do we change this uh, I don't know atmosphere in the army where people just go missing, soldiers kill and abuse other soldiers with near impunity, and there's just like this code of silence around it. I mean, with Vanessa Guillon case, two soldiers saw Erin carry her body out struggling in a pelican case it's like really you didn't think that was fucking strange the whole don't even get me started in Vanessa case I still don't have answers on who tipped off Aaron Rodgers that people were coming or the police were coming for him I still don't know like come on who recorded the video the night he died does everybody know there's a video on fucking Facebook well there was of the night Aaron died there's pictures of his dead body there's pictures of a blood on the ground and a bloody earring so All of that's on the internet if you look hard enough. Who took that video? Who tipped him off? How the hell did he get off base on foot? And who picked him up? And who called Vanessa in that day she was called into work and was bludgeoned to death by Aaron? So it's like with all these cases, we keep getting more questions. They're not getting answers. The army's falling back on no foul play. There was no foul play here. Please don't look. And I don't buy it. I don't fucking buy it. And... So far, all of these families have been super chill about it. Fuck, dude, they're lucky that didn't happen to my family. I'm not even talking shit. I'm just like, I don't know, guys. What do we do? How do we stop all the census killing of American soldiers on U.S. soil? How do we get the Army to, I guess, get a better screening process so they're not getting fucking socio-psychopath killers that, you know, have no problem killing their fellow soldiers? So there's a lot of questions and I guess everybody's looking at you Fort Hood. I wanna talk about the investigation that is I guess going on or about to get started on Fort Hood. So check this out. The Secretary of the Army announced five civilian, highly qualified experts who will lead the independent review of Fort Hood. The panel members are gonna be Chris Swecker, Jonathan Harmon, Carrie Rickey, Cueta Rodriguez, and Jack White. So the purpose of this independent review is to determine whether the command climate and culture at Fort Hood and the surrounding military community reflects the Army's values, including safety, respect, inclusiveness, and a commitment to diversity and workplace communities free from sexual harassment. The panel will review historical data and conduct interviews with military members, civilians, and members of the local community. The panel will be assisted by Brigadier General and Staff for Administrative, Logistical, and Media Support. The results, including the findings, recommendations of the review, will be submitted to James E. McPherson, Under Secretary of the Army, and General Joseph M. Martin, the Vice Chief of Staff of the Army, who will co-chair an implementing an implementation team to consider every recommendation and implement changes as appropriate so then they just basically kind of go on to like list the qualifications of all these people that are doing the independent investigation they're mostly attorneys one guy was with the FBI for 24 years and I don't know if I trust the FBI, but whatever. That's just me. One of them is the regional director for Four Block and was born and lives in Baxter County, Texas. That's Quetta Rodriguez. Prior to joining Four Block, which is a national nonprofit that helps veterans transition into civilian careers, she served as the director of veteran services for Baxter County. Which, I don't know, it's, I just think that's super important. I don't know if you guys have ever had a family member that's come straight from fucking war and then tried to come back to civilian life, but it's a hard-ass transition. It's hard on the soldier, and it's hard on the family. And I just wish there was more programs like that for our military and for our soldiers that are trying to come back to, I guess, civilian life. It's, uh, it's a long road. It's hard. It's fucking depressing. And, sometimes you feel like you make one step forward and 10 steps back but if there was more help for soldiers maybe uh, there wouldn't be such a huge homeless soldier rate everywhere in the united states right now so as of august 17th these five civilian members were virtually sworn in and i guess the general that is in charge of this general james McConville, chief of staff of the army has requested that they get an interim program report by mid-September and final report by October 30th, 2020. So uh, we got a couple months. They're going to, I guess, dive into Fort Hood and talk to different soldiers, talk to the different levels of command and ranks, and see what they can find out. They're also going to analyze the data because uh, we got a huge problem in Fort Hood and finally the US Army is uh, I guess looking into it. So here's looking at you Fort Hood, you guys fucked up. On August 6th, the Secretary of the Army, Secretary McCarthy, he went there for a press briefing and I watched it, I read the whole thing, and one question kind of stuck out to me and I'm just going to read it word for word for you. The reporter's name was Rose Thayer, and she is reporting for Stars and Stripes. Here we go. Hi, sir. Thank you for taking the time to come down to Texas. My question relates to looking into the unit specifically. And she's talking about Vanessa's unit, Vanessa Guillen. I know from the outside looking in, there's been some instances where it seems like leadership may have been negligent or didn't get the job done as far, even as early as early as back as when Vanessa first went missing all the way to Specialist Robinson being able to escape from barracks confinement. So I'm wondering what does it look like as you look into that unit and could we see someone maybe getting relieved or something like that? This is his response guys. So we have a series of investigations. Obviously the criminal investigation related to the specific individuals that conspired for murder or helped cover up the murder. Check that out. Did you fucking hear that? We have a series investigations related to individuals, plural, that conspired for the murder or helped cover it up. So let's go on. That's being handled by the assistant U.S. attorney here in Texas. We have a 15-6 investigation into the unit, as well as an independent review that will be coming down to Fort Hood at the end of this month. So we'll have a lot to do to coordinate on the findings related to these reviews. And then once that information comes back to make a determination, we will decide who and what levels of accountability are going to be meted out. So uh, 15-6 basically is army regulation 15-6 and it's used for the basis for many different types of investigations requiring the detailed gathering and analyzation of facts. And making of recommendations based on those facts. So Rose goes on to say, "I just want to confirm in my follow-up, the 156 is that just looking into sexual harassment within the third C.R. or is that looking into sort of a negligence as letting something like this continue or happening in the unit?" He goes on to say, "The 156 is specifically into the issue for Vanessa for her murder, so they find out specifics related to her." The command climate review that I referenced, that I instructed, the independent review, will come back down and look at also the command climate in the installation. So, is there a sexual harassment type of toxic environment that exists? That can help us better understand the more broadly because it is the third ACR at the large, or is this the entire installation? So from from the very beginning, a lot of people have said... It wasn't just Aaron Robinson. There was more people involved. It wasn't just him sexually harassing her. There was other, I guess, uh, those in a higher rank harassing her. Somebody had to call her in that day. Somebody had to tip off Aaron. And he was in confinement in the barracks and escaped. Are you fucking serious? What is this, like, Ted Bundy? You're gonna get a fucking haircut nobody recognizes this guy? And he walks off base. And... It's hell on miles. Who came and picked this fool up? There's just so many questions, like I keep saying. And this, uh, this secretary guy just fucking really confirmed that even they think there's more players in the Vanessa Guillon case. So hopefully with this investigation that he's talking about, hopefully something is going to come of it. And it's not going to just be Aaron falling on the sword. And, you know, that's it. Case closed. Because I think everybody knows there's more people involved it was more of a a fucking whole climate of sexual harassment and disrespect. So, I guess I'll just keep you guys updated on what's going on with the investigation and what comes from all of it. So, before we wrap up this episode, before I go away, I just have to say, what's up Gresham? Gresham, Oregon, you motherfuckers are what's up. You guys are like always number one now in downloads and I just want to tell you guys I appreciate it. I actually fucking love your state. I go there all the time. I used to live there. So that's what's up, guys. Thank you for the downloads. And everyone, be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you long?